I'm glad y'all can't see behind the curtain. I am not a pretty sight dancing. Used to be in the early 90s when I was about 260, but not anymore. You don't want to see me. I'm like that little thing on Caddyshack now. Um, um, hey, can I tell you it was good to see Lori here today. Ken, we love you too, just so you know that too. And I want to say it was good to see Catherine come down and dance. She's got a surgery coming up. I, I, and uh, <laughs> Jennifer coming down. Man, I'm just going to ruin my sermon before I even start. I love you guys. I don't, well, stop it. <laughs> but see, when you get to have community and relationship with people, you know their story, you know what's happening. And when you see somebody worship through it and praise their way through it, man, that encourages you on the inside. And that's what we're supposed to do. Your sacrifice of praise means something to me. And mine should mean something to you. And Mike should mean something to you. So don't take for granted your brothers and sisters. All right, my glasses are corrected. I had 2.25 first service. I've got better glasses now. So let's stand and read the Thanksgiving scriptures today. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord... Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. That's the important word, overflowing. And the second portion, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the opportunity to be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Notice I said it's an opportunity. You don't always have to be thankful. Scripture says you should. It says you should always be thankful, but we don't always choose to be thankful. And today, I'm going to talk about choosing to be thankful. Um, I hit the button. Let's see if I did it right. There we go. The following sermon has been approved. For all audiences, this sermon has been rated G for gratitude. I expect you to be grateful. At the end of the movie, you know you have the thing that disclaimers. The events, characters, and depictions in this sermon are real. Any similarity to actual persons living or in glory are purely intentional. I may or may not have creeped. Yeah. Let's just go with May. So deal with it. Don't hate me, especially for my kids. I'm sorry now, Chelsea. I'm sorry. Is Jeremy here? I'm sorry to you too, son, but I'm really sorry to Chelsea. All right. <laughs> Who knows what's happening Thursday? Hey, where's the clock? All right, you got 31 minutes, so go fast. I got a lot to say, but I want to say it slowly. Thanksgiving. That's a pretty important day. I heard pastor say it a couple of Sundays ago. We realize God's not American, right? Let's make sure we're on the same page. God is not American. Thanksgiving, the act, is not an American concept. Giving thanks is a godly biblical principle. The first account that we really have where it says Thanksgiving 
And I didn't put this in your slides. Uh, Mike went to history, world history. We're going to do a little class today too, fifth grade. Um, because college is too far advanced right now. Um, Levitical, the Levitical code and stuff, there was a offering of peace and they tied Thanksgiving to that. That's the first real reference we see of a Thanksgiving form like that. But there is mentions of giving thanks and blessing all through scripture. So this is not an American institution. This is a godly principle. This is a godly thing. But since we are in America, we'll talk about it. The first actual recorded Thanksgiving is recognized at Plymouth in October 1621. Again, that depends on your history book. I would love to read a history book now compared to the one in 1980 when I was in school. That's a whole different thing. I'd like to see one compared to when Pastor Ronnie was in school in 1965, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah, it's in the it's last, last millennium. This was a three-day feast. Squanto and 89 of his favorite friends came and visited the 53 pilgrims, and they had a big celebration of the first harvest in the new world. Three-day feast. Wow. One day is about enough for me. But they did it for three days, and the meal consisted of waterfowl, I'm guessing ducks and loons, who knows, uh, wild turkeys, venison, and uh, Indian corn and other vegetation. We began to celebrate as a nation off and on around 1749 after a proclamation by President Washington. And then it became a national holiday as we know it in 1863 at the hand of Abraham Lincoln. In his proclamation, man, the guy, I don't know who his speechwriter was. I'm thinking it might have been him, but this is pretty good. We don't write or speak like this anymore. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or suffering sufferers in the lamentable, the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as we may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. Man, if that's not as applicable today as it was 1863, we may not be in a civil war with guns and killing each other, but boy, we're in a war. And it ought not be. And we're called to be ambassadors of Christ in that. And one of the tools, we talked about the tools of weapons of our warfare earlier, but Thanksgiving is a weapon in our hand.
So when you think of Thanksgiving, there's the obvious. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, Thursday morning. Actually, Wednesday, because all the cooking starts and you get to taste it and smell it. Look at that turkey. I don't know who put broccoli, I mean, uh, Brussels sprouts. That's got to be at Rhonda Fraser's house. We, <laughs> who puts Brussels sprouts on your things? I'd eat them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like them, but, you know, anyway. And then there's this. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, that is the best part, really. And then some of us will watch the Lions lose. <laughs> some of us will watch the Cowboys, whatever. Sorry, Mike Parker. I, watch them win. I hope they win this year, Mike. Sorry. I forgot Mike Parker was in the room. And then there's this again. There'll be a lot of that. You know, I'm thankful for a few things, too. And as I was preparing, there wasn't really a guideline. You know, we did, I don't know, weapons of our warfare. There were specific things. Okay, I know where to go. We did practical living or better life. And then there was just Thanksgiving. I'm like, hmm, well, he didn't give me parameters, so here we go. <clears throat> so I've been thinking the last few weeks what I'm thankful for. The greatest thing, the greatest thing to come out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Hallelujah. This is like manna from heaven. It will be at the thousand-year meal. There'll be about seven dozen on my end of the table, so come see me. My dog. Technically, Doodles belongs to Chelsea, but you see who she's sitting with. Until Chelsea, I know, hush, it's my sermon. Until she comes in the room, yeah, and then she's her dog again. I don't put her in dresses, that's her. Tacos, mmm. And I mean real tacos, forget Taco Bell. Yo quiero Villalobos, hallelujah. Those are real deals right there, buddy. Caroline, sweet Caroline. Yeah. I've had her for five years and I love her. She's a great ride. She takes me to places to see God's beauty in the mountains and it's a great, great experience. Did I mention how much? Boy, I could use a dozen of those hot and fresh. Somebody go, David, I think you miss God. Where's David Ingram, brother? God, I love you, but boy, you miss God. You should have stayed with Krispy Kreme. You were my hookup, man. Like a junkie over there. I'd drive by and you'd get that. Hi, welcome to Krispy Kreme. This is Paul. Can I take your order? And then you go, well, let me think. And then a real person would come on. And then it'd be David and I'd pull up the window and he'd be like $7.95 and he'd go, oh, here you go, Pastor. Hallelujah. I, I miss you, brother. Here's some other things I'm thankful for, kind of. I love stop signs, stop lights, especially this one right up here, right there. I can never make that light. There can be nobody there, and all three of them are green. And as soon as I get in that lane, boom. And it's usually Sunday morning coming to staff prayer, and it's 7.55, and I got to be in here at 8, and I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But I've learned to appreciate stop lights. Um, I referenced it first service. Pastor Ronnie has a friend 
I don't know if he was a mentor or a teacher. I don't know the relationship. I just know he said he was a friend named Ken something. And he said, I never pray more than five minutes and never go five minutes without praying. And that has impacted me since he first said that. And I've heard him say it three or four other times. Red lights become prayer centers for me. I'm in a hurry. I'm always in a hurry. I'm rushing. But when I get a red light, I t- and I'm, I used to drive around with talk radio on all the time. I drive around in silence all the time now. And um, red lights are where God brings some of your faces to my mind. I'm thankful for broken glasses. These I found, thank God, because first service I had the 2.25 and I couldn't see anything. So I got an upgrade, so I'm on 3.25 now, and I can see all of you. Yeah. <laughs> but broken glasses lets me know that I still have the opportunity to see things more clearly. And so when I go to the Dollar General and buy my little $6 pair of glasses to see clearly, sometimes I have to go up a step. I need the Holy Spirit in my life to help me to see more clearly. I'm not really a fan of the bottom one. But you know what? And I made a joke of it at first service, but I am thankful for it. Is it Monday? We brought the mattress. Monday I was able to be part of a blessing to bring a mattress to Lori's house. And I had a flat tire on the way with a mattress on the back of my truck. You know what? God sent somebody and they stopped and helped an old fat man change his tire. And uh, I had a $20 bill on me and I was going to get lunch with it. So I bought that guy's lunch. But I was thankful for that flat tire because I told the guy where I was going with that mattress. And I'm so glad I got to deliver it. And I hope you enjoy it for a long time. So today, I'm thankful for, this one's obvious. My family, my parents up in the top, and I bet some of you are thankful for your family. That's my mom. He's my dad. He's really a stepfather, but he came into my life at 18 after I was already dumb and out of the house and making all the mistakes. But God sent him to my mother, and that man has taught me more about being a husband and a father than I could ever give thanks for. And I love Ron Ibera. There's my beautiful family, some big fat guy on the side. Um, there's a picture. There's a smoking hot woman, as that race car guy said. I don't know who the guy standing with her is, but if I find him. Um, yeah. The picture on the right with the cake and the picture on the bottom are exactly 30 years apart to the minute. We had the opportunity to go to Jamaica to minister with Pastor Evelyn. And while we were there, our anniversary fell in the week. And so I planned it to take her to uh, Montego Bay to an overlook. And at exactly the time that we said I do on that Saturday in 89, we uh, got to take that picture. Um, I like to tell people we've been married 27 happy years. One, really tough year. And two, hmm. Because, I'm just honest, that's how it was. But it's that picture in the left. She may not be beautiful to you right there, but man, what a day that was. We went out on Caroline for about three hours riding all through God's creation. Stopped in Bell Buckle, had some delicious food, and then we went and had ice cream. 
And I just said, Can I, I got to take a picture. It's just, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> he was a lefty, Wayne. I don't know what happened. I guess baseball changed him over. That's Pooh Bear, alias Jeremy Smith, who made me a father. And uh, I was already out and didn't have a good role model as a father. Ron came into my life at 18, and he helped me to become a good father for this kid. That guy right there has taught me a lot in life. He's taught me patience. And um, he's, he's taught me patience. <clears throat> he's taught me unconditional love, and he's taught me patience. A lot of patience especially between 2009 and 2012. Um, Chelsea Bug, our first father-daughter dance at Smyrna Assembly on the right. Look how cute. Sorry, pumpkin. Love of my life right there. I don't know about y'all, but I love watching her worship. Mm, and that's not just because I'm a daddy. Maybe it is. There's my other daughter in love in the bottom. Now my daughter has a sister. Now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. I'm thankful for the leadership of this house. Two of these guys, well, I mean, Randy's a pretty cool dude, too. That's who they are, in case you couldn't figure it out from the first picture. May 16th, 2000. Those two guys walked off an elevator at Vanderbilt on the 10th floor. It was almost lunchtime. And as they walked off the elevator, I was standing there, and they embraced me and hugged me and said, we're here for you, whatever you need. I wasn't going to this church. My pastor and best friend had had a car accident, single car accident. He was in a coma. Nine days later, they would pull the plug and he would pass away. They have been faithful to that statement for 20 years. And I am ever grateful and thankful for their love, their brotherhood, the correction and discipline in my life and the model that they are for the kingdom. This next person, I want you to look at the top picture. Is that not our sister? When I think of her, that's what I think of. Unrestrained, unbridled joy and emotion. And that bottom picture is how she looks at you. She just looks at you with such clarity. And she can see right to it. And that scripture for me, in the last seven years of coming on staff as part-time and into full-time, she has poured into my life with words of encouragement and correction and instruction. And that scripture couldn't fit Barbie more. Gracious words are a honeycomb. Mm, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Thank you, Barbie, for being my sister. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Guess who it is? 
That's right, it's Will Severe in the praise and worship department. Listen, Bethel's good. Elevation's great. You can name all of them. We've got some of the best pure praise and worship in this nation, if not the world, in this house. I wish I could put everybody in the department up there, but I couldn't find enough pictures because I didn't want to creep on everybody's pages too long. Uh, I don't remember lyrics so well anymore, but I can get something in my head and start singing the chorus over and over and over again in my quiet truck at red lights. And that's because of what's being poured into me here in our services. I thank you, Will, for being my brother and leading us, and I thank you, Praise and Worship Department, <laughs> I did better in first service. Renee and I were children's pastors at Lakewood in the early 90s. And we came here September of 2000. And in October, after sitting around doing nothing, we couldn't stand it. And I asked Pastor Ronnie, is there something we can do? And he said, yeah, Margaret needs a three- and four-year-old Sunday school teacher. So we did it. And that lady right there taught me more about ministering to children. That scripture, or that's not really a scripture, it's just a quote. But that's so true. And she, she embodied that. But the biggest thing that she ever taught me was, Alan, you have to go here you got to get on their level and look them in their eyes because then you're not so big and they can receive from you. I am grateful and thankful for Margaret Meek. This picture represents this next guy perfectly. Imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Those boots are made for walking and you walk out this spiritual life. That guy right there. That guy right there has walked the walk of faith in front of my kids. And he has been there for them in difficult times, in difficult seasons of their life. And he has modeled Christ. And I can't tell you the words they say about him behind his back. Because I don't have enough of them to tell you what they mean and what he means to them. I don't know where you're at in the room. I'm assuming you're over here, but I love you, brother. Thank you for pouring into my family. I'll give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. All of my family lives in South Carolina and Georgia. <clears throat> it's just my little clique. And my real sister's name is Angela. And I've called her Angie since she was about six. God brought an Angie into my life when we came to Smyrna Assembly. And we have literally been a sister from another mister or a brother from another mother for about 18 and a half years. And there have been many of tears, Holy Ghost prayer meetings and intercession in that back corner of the platform during praise and worship rehearsals for our families, Justin Bashirs. My father in restoration, 
And I've got a brother that's pretty special. I got a lot of you, but this guy right here. God brought him across my path six years ago this past Saturday, the second Saturday of November now. And in the next year, I went back and we go hang out at Chappie's with some of the guys. And on that second toy ride, I said, Critter, I'd love for you to come to church with me sometime. You can come just like you are. You can come wearing that. They don't care. Come on. He came to church a couple of Sundays later. Off and on in that next year, and for the last year, I can probably count on two hands. For the last three years, I can probably count on two hands how many times he's had to miss. And they've either been because of work or on vacation. And now he calls this his church. It's not your church, Rev. He tells everybody, you got to come to my church. And he introduced me to that culture and that world, and he has helped pave a way for me to share the gospel with so many bikers. Brother, I love you. I thank God for you. Which now brings us to us. First service, there's about 49, 50 people. I didn't have that many pictures. There's more. I can't put 300 pictures on here. This is you. My heart is like Paul. I always thank God for you. There's so many. Man, these guys... They capture everything we do in this church. And, and there are churches that are not that fortunate. But we have the opportunity to go through photo history and see. I, I look through pictures of when we, baby dedications and baptisms and anointings and ordinations and home goings and just, and it's all been documented, documented because of their great kindness and their gifts. Faithfulness, I think they were here before you and Margaret, right? 30 plus years. That couple right there, if you don't know Cheryl and Carrie Hart, you're missing a, you're missing something. That guy, man, y'all got to forgive all my little things. I thought I was being cute. The elegy, that guy right there, that's a hoss. And I mean that in every spiritual sense and every earthly sense. I love you, Mike Grizzle. That couple right there, if you only knew a third of what they do that you don't see, I'm talking on this microphone and standing in lights because of these people. Our rapping crew, our burger girls, faithful people at the picnics, that family serves out at Wary. Small groups. If you're not in one, I encourage you to be in one. That couple drive 29 miles one way to come to this church. There's churches in Hermitage. In fact, there's a church <laughs> about seven-tenths of a mile from their house. You know why they drive 29 miles? Because this is their family. That couple right there, Tullahoma, 40 miles one way to plays, rehearsals, to church for the very same reason. 
because you're their family. Some of y'all are in there. That was a great day this past year. It was a work day that we had. I got to work with kids. I got to work with teenagers. My age people, older people. Look at Mario. He's on in that, whatever that is, bobcat like a boss up there. And then David driving it. That was a great day in the life of this ministry. Praise the worship team. If you'll come on out. Thanksgiving. If I could go back, it's not about that turkey. It's not even about them Brussels sprouts. And as good as hot and fresh is, it ain't even about those. It's about you. It's about you, Joel X. It's about you, Marshall Lapa. It's about you, Terry. It's about you, Dave. About you, Deuce. About you, Rachel. Because we're family. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for Hand Greeters Row over here. I can't come in on a Sunday in second service or be passed on the dollar without being greeted by about six men's handshakes on that row. Thanksgiving is God's institution, not man's. Because without a beneficent father who so desired relationship that he would give his only, only son to make a way for us to have relationship, there is no Thanksgiving. What do we have to be thankful for? We have Christ. This Thursday is going to be hard for some of us. Relationships. People have gone on home. Distance from family. But there's always something to be thankful for. Always. And if it's nothing more than the commonality of Christ with one another, that's more than enough. My encouragement to you today is the first two scriptures. We have an opportunity to be overflowing with thanksgiving. It's free. You don't have to pay to thank somebody. It doesn't cost to say thank you. I encourage you, not just this week. Thanksgiving is not a day. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. It's a way to a better life. Let's, let's commit to be more thankful. Amen. Can we make a commitment to overflow with thanksgiving in this next season of our lives? Thank somebody at a counter. Thank somebody at the filling station. That's a gas station. That's old school. Sorry. Sorry. Thank them at the bank. Thank them at the post office. Thank somebody that holds the door for you. It literally cost us nothing. But man, what it could do for somebody. Raise your hand. Let me bless you with this. For this reason... 
Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The line in the middle. That's my prayer. That's my blessing. That as you grow in Christ, that you may know him better. God bless you. Amen. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Celebrate it.